This is the Net Group Investments Podcast, where we explore a variety of views and insights that investors care about. Welcome to another edition of the Top 10 in 10 Podcast, bringing you the latest thinking behind the Net Group Investments SA Equity Fund, as well as insights across broad investment topics related to the portfolio. I'm your host, Mansoor Naka, and joining us today is Dwayne Dipena, one of the co-portfolio managers of the Net Group Investments SA Equity Fund at Lord & Capital, our best of breed partner. Thanks for taking the time out for us, Dwayne. No problem, Mansoor. As always, good morning. It's great to be with you here in the studio again. Dwayne, last time we chatted, we talked about the perception versus the reality of SA equities and how SA equities are resilient. Since then, the situation continues to be bleak. Low shedding continues to be a problem. Any updates since the last time we chatted? So, Mansoor, there's no doubt that you know load shedding is front of mind for everyone in the country at the moment. And we've seen it continue at sort of stage six most of the time, so which is pretty negative for companies. We've recently met with a lot of companies in South Africa, and there's no doubt that this load shedding has an impact on multiple sectors. You know, in the telco sector, I think we've discussed before how the towers go down after, let's say, four hours of no power and the batteries don't have time to recharge. So a lot of the telecommunication companies are actually putting generators in place. I mean, obviously, for a company like MTN, you know, in Nigeria, they run their whole network just with diesel generators. So it can be done. It just takes time for them to basically install and invest in that capex to get it done. Uh, so for the telcos, pretty negative. For the food companies, also negative. I think we've also mentioned that before. Likes at Pick and Pay and ShopRite with that cold chain that has to run 24 hours a day, running large diesel generators. We just saw Pick and Pay's result come out today till the end of February for the full year. And I mean, they're in a very tough space. So while sort of decent revenue growth, the cost line was under a lot of pressure due to diesel. I mean, you obviously save a bit on electricity that you don't have to pay to ESCOM, but the diesel cost is, you know, a lot more. And so that diesel cost putting pressure on their result, as well as them trying to restructure the business, so restructuring costs going up. So a bit of a disappointing result from them. And then if you look at clothing retailers, they're also a bit of pressure. But like I've mentioned before, Fashini, etc., a lot of the clothing companies have put in sort of batteries for their stores and don't need as much power as, let's say, the, the food retailers. So probably a little more resilient. What has happened, and I spoke to how, if you look at private production, that's really, or the registration of private production has really picked up in, in South Africa since the government lifted that 100 megawatt cap in December 22. So I mentioned, I think previously we spoke in 2022, there was about 1.6 gigawatts of power registered, and that's really mostly renewables. And then in January and February this year alone, we saw another almost 1.1 gigawatts of private registrations. That trend has continued. So with the March data has come out from NOSA and we've seen 1.3 gigawatts um, registered. So that means, let's call it in the last nine months, we've had over four gigawatts of power registered. Now, to put that in context, you know, ESCOM right now is struggling to produce, let's call it 25 gigawatts of power. So, I mean, four gigawatts and 25 is a large amount. I mean, we just need to keep in mind when it comes to renewables, generally you need to divide by third to compare it to baseload. But we can see that private production of power is coming online very, very quickly. So those forecasts that people were speaking about, nine gigawatts of private production registered by the end of 2023, look very possible. And so at the end of the day, what's really going to solve our problems is private enterprise. And private enterprise really is playing a large role here and getting involved. You also have to keep in mind with the energy problems in South Africa at the moment, if you look at the cost of solar energy in South Africa, because we've got 
great solar radiation, as we know, great sunshine across the country. It's one of the lowest in the world. So we're talking around about three US dollar cents per kilowatt, which is really, really cheap. So not only is private enterprise stepping into the role of providing power, it's actually economically, it makes sense for most businesses to invest in that. That's really, and we continue to see a positive trend there. So we think while this winter is going to be a very tough winter from a load shedding perspective, there's no doubt about it because obviously demand peaks sort of in June uh, in the middle of the year every year and ESCOM is having a lot of problems with units unplanned maintenance. Uh, we think into 2024, once you start seeing a lot of this private production come online, you should see a big improvement in load shedding, which will be positive for the environment. It seems it's hard to see the light from where we stand today, but eventually, you know, those extra energy projects, they will come online at some point and will alleviate a lot of problems. But as a portfolio manager, managing an ESSA equity portfolio today, it's quite sort of difficult to navigate this type of environment. We see the RAN blowing out. How are you taking advantage of some of these things that might be perceived as negative within the portfolio? So we've been relatively well positioned to date as the RAND weakened. We're still very constructive in NASPA's process, so large positions there. We also had positions in Richmond, AB InBev, British American Tobacco, and these are all sort of dollar earners. So that's helped our portfolio as the RAND is weakened. That being said, stocks like Richmond and AB InBev have really rallied strongly. And another stock to mention maybe is Bidcorp that's also had a very strong run. So we started trimming our positions there and we're starting to rotate the portfolio um, opportunistically into some South African companies where we understand that the consumer is under pressure here. You know, we've seen interest rates, the last interest rate hike, 50 base points. So that was more than the market expected. That's putting pressure on the consumer. We know that load shedding is running at stage six, so pretty negative. But then if we look at the valuation of the South African market trading, the domestic sort of exposed market trading at a 10 Ford PE, which is well much cheaper than its history compared to other emerging markets, we think there's lots of opportunity here. So opportunistically, we're rotating the portfolio into some South African names where we see the margin of safety wide enough to offset the risks. On the other hand, we're also buying a little more platinum. So we think platinum group metals, if you look at they've been under a lot of pressure recently. And we think one of the big drives of that going forward would be Chinese OEM or car production. That's definitely picking up. And global car production, we've also seen sort of a refleeting as the car inventory sort of dropped during the COVID period. And that's sort of building again. And we think that'll help support platinum group metals going forward. So we are selectively buying some more exposure to platinum. And obviously, that's also a RAND hedge to a certain extent. So that's basically where our portfolio is at the moment. So pretty large offshore exposure, but slowly rotating where we see the opportunities. We especially take advantage of what we think at the moment is a weak RAND and all this negative sentiment to buy selective SA exposure where we see value. Speaking of platinum, incidentally, load shedding might actually be of a benefit to the PGA Metals. I saw a news article saying there might be scarce of actually, because there's lower production, a scarcity of supply in, in terms of PGA metal production. Would you agree with that assessment? So there's no doubt, you know, a large part of the world's supply of platinum, especially the platinum metal comes out of South Africa, so it's almost 80%, and a large portion of palladium as well, and then a lot of rhodium. So platinum miners have basically said to date, they've been pretty resilient and been able to definitely continue mining. They're refining of the, the metals, obviously load shedding affects that a little more. So they're actually, they're building up a bit of inventory as they produce ore, but haven't been able to refine it. 
basically the guidance has been so far they've been able to navigate the load shedding. If you were to have very extreme load shedding or an extreme which is highly unlikely, let's say blackout in South Africa, obviously there's a huge part of the supply chain that would then not be able to supply into the market globally and that would be very positive for the, the, the metals. So at the margin, yes. So you have seen some people selectively actually buying the physical metal instead of the companies. We think that that's one of the supports for the metals, but we think the global structural issues that will support the metal prices as well, and the companies look relatively well supported from a valuation perspective. People are quite worried, I think, when it comes to company earnings going into you know, the winter. As you just mentioned, it's, it seems it's going to be quite a difficult winter to get through. What are some of the insights from the companies that you speak to? You mentioned you you speak to a lot of companies over this period. Uh, Some of the other insights they're giving you that's happening on the ground. Look, I think whenever speaking to you now, let's focus just on domestic SA companies. There's no doubt that across the board, whoever you speak to, load shedding is having a big impact on the bottom line. They're trading relatively resiliently. I mean, you've seen a, a bit of consumer pressure from the likes. When Capitec reported, you saw sort of their bad debt provisions pick up and it was slightly worse than what they expected because of pressure on the consumer. Generally, the retailers have said that the consumer has been trading relatively well and one or two telcos have come out and said, look, on that sort of the lower end of the market, so the prepaid market, you've seen a bit of pressure there. So there's... Pressure starting to merge on the consumer, but generally most companies trading wealth and through that. And really what they, they're indicating is that pressure on the cost line. And that's where the market's taken quite a dim view of everything. And, and we think priced in sort of load shedding at this level, you know, for at least three to five years, so almost into perpetuity. And we think it'll be solved earlier. And that's where we think there's a bit of opportunity from a valuation perspective. But there's no doubt right now, if you look at the sentiment from the companies, pretty negative. That being said, most companies are trying to get ahead of it by investing in generators, batteries, and trying to make themselves more resilient. And generally, South African companies have been able to do that well. So quite a few opportunities, I think, for you know, I think the patient investor. And I think you and the team have done a great job of navigating quite through difficult periods. I mean, just born out of the track record of the SA Equity Fund, you've delivered alpha basically over all periods, all meaningful periods. And I think investors would do well to perhaps not overlook SA Equities during these difficult times. Would you agree with that? Well, it's in difficult times when great opportunities present themselves, right? So we think there's fantastic opportunities and we look at the upside we're seeing in the SA Equity Fund. If we look at our total ranking table and the valuation of all the stocks we own, we're seeing very decent double-digit upside in the equity fund. So we think we'll continue to generate good returns for our investors going forward. That being said, you're only as good as your next innings. So we continue to work tirelessly to try and generate those returns. But right now, we're pretty excited about the opportunities we're seeing. Thanks, Dwayne. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your insights. Till next time. Thanks, Mansu. I appreciate it. Need Group Collective Investments is an authorized collective investments scheme manager in terms of the Collective Investments Schemes Control Act. Need Group Investments does not provide advice on financial products and will only give you factual information. For further details on our funds and to view our terms and conditions, please visit needgroupinvestments.co.za. Net Group Investments. See money differently.